1: Hey, this is Matt Steinmetz. It's Steiny. Drew twelve to three on ninety-five-seven. The game now back to Willard and Dibs. guys? What do you got? Dibs, Willard. What do you got? four Giants, Warriors. <laughs> hey,
2: Steiny, Mark Willard's not here today. Uh, he's enjoying some holiday time. So Kevin, Michael, Whitey Gleason in for Willard. Steiny will be along later this hour, right? Dibs for the return of Jockerty. It's the uh, turkey trot. Of uh, classic. Yeah, yeah exactly.
3: Yeah. The turkey trot tournament. Yeah. Three Ts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like Tony Tony
2: Tony, three Ts. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And the third leg of the turkey trot might be played Wednesday in AM drive. It's possible, Bonte yeah. Bonte and Dibley going at it head to head.
3: It could happen. It could happen, but uh quietly I'm leaning toward it not happening. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about watching Bonte so thirsty to have this happen. he's and he's chasing it. and he wants it so bad. Why, like is that that.
2: Th- why is that a bad thing? It's why is that a bad thing? Why would you deprive him of
3: that? Because it's fun to deprive him of that because huh. bonte's gotten just about every other thing in his world that he wants <laughs> except this and so he can he can accuse me of ducking him and by the way, he's using chicken noises to say that I'm ducking him. so oh. bonte, you may want to work on your hmm. animal kingdom a little bit yeah well, uh, yeah but there's something about <laughs> him being so thirsty for it that makes me want to deny that. That's all. All right.
2: So we will have We will see. uh, John Dickinson in today playing Jockerty as well. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to this week for the Warriors as well. They got the Clippers coming up. They got Utah coming up. And they've won two in a row. I will say this, Dibs. You look at... The teams here in the Bay Area, and some people will say that, you know, culture is kind of an overblown thing. It's just what we say about teams that win. But we've had, not so much this past season with the Giants, but the year before, They had a winning culture. Brandon Bell even told somebody, it's better now than it was when we won championships. We know the 49ers have established a winning culture whereby everybody's on the same page for the most part. This has been, so far this year, a real test of warrior culture. And it looks like, based on the way they've played since that team meeting, it looks like they got a lot of things settled in-house and got that culture back in order after the Elephants in the Room meeting.
3: Definitely, and I, I think it's a matter of time to see just how many of the elephants in the room got recognized and how many of those things got shown the door. Certainly a win over New York mm-hmm. and a win over Houston, those are good high-quality wins, yeah. Whitey. Squirrels in the attic, maybe, some of them know. Maybe, could be rats in the kitchen, could be uh, rats before it was mice in the kitchen now it's rats yeah in the not much of a difference really i mean Ooh, no. they both they they all have to go yeah it's not like you're going to tolerate either but something about the mice oh yeah exactly rats <laughs> on the table mice in the <laughs> okay. kitchen thank you spinotti for clarifying but in yeah. wow. the patio and you know ants in the picnic there's something though ants that's still the, i had ants in the hot tub yesterday but how do ants live in the hot tub they well, don't they, if
2: they, there's water they came up the, they're looking for water so they got just under the cover and they were nesting there because there's a little bit of water when it comes on, you know. And the jets come on, there's some spray, so they were on the side, not in the hot tub, but on the rim of the hot tub. And they had some eggs in there, and they're nesting. And this happening in your hot tub yesterday, yeah. And Gross. I'm looking, I had to check. You know, is it time to fill up the hot tub with water?
3: Oh, the hot tub is full of ants. So, anyway, so what did you do? Did you got yeah,
2: some ant spray because they've been around, they've been making their presence felt. You spray them down, wipe them off, and and you know we've got company coming for the holidays. I'm not gonna tell. them.
3: That there were ants in the hot no, tub. No, no, of course not. Yeah. So you would you, you spray it with ant spray? Ant spray, Did sure. Did you have to drain the hot tub or no? They were just on the outside. Okay, so, so you didn't spray yeah. in the water. So no. the people are going to be having like a raid. I don't a hot th- tub a raid. I don't think so. Right, <laughs> well, the chlorine will kill it. Whatever yeah, happens, you I mean, know. You
2: got so many chemicals in there. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. So. One
3: time at Thanksgiving, I was uh, up at a friend's house in Sun River, and uh, they had a hot tub at the house, and there was four families there, sixteen of us, and. For some reason, I didn't go in the hot tub, and boy, was I happy because all the people that went in the hot tub got something called hot tub folliculitis. Oh. Yeah, but... It's an inflammation of the something. It was an inflammation sensation. Molecules? Oh, yeah. Ah, it's like did do it? Oh, it's like a nasty rash, and uh, I think 12 or 13 of us on this traveling party... All had hot tub folliculitis. Wow! But not your boy.
2: Yeah. See, Raid clears that right up.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Problem solved. There you go. Yeah. Um, Steph Curry, he's good, Whitey. He is good. I don't know that we've ever seen a player doing quite what he's doing. And, and if I'm wrong, help me. At age 34, typically there's a trade-off where an athlete. As he is advances in age, maybe the skills start to decline a little, and then there's a trade-off, and he, apply, he or she, they apply the things they've learned to the game. But Steph, there's no trade-off, because physically it looks like he's actually getting better at age 34, and to me that's incredibly unique.
3: It's fantastic to watch, and it is unique. I mean, to see the, the level that he's played at this year is awe-inspiring, the way he goes out there and seemingly does things you've never seen before. And I know we've seen it before, but think about the Houston game. The step back three, followed by the just throw it in the air, rainbow yeah. perfect short three. That's like a kid
2: in his room playing Nerf ball. You know, when you're right. like, I'm gonna fall on the bed and throw it. Oh, exactly, it went in. Right? <laughs> exactly. And he's doing that in an
3: NBA game in crunch time too. Yeah, and like in the in the high leverage moments as well. But you got to tip your cap to Clay Thompson for and to say it was a turnaround is not. Not yeah It's not fair to say turnaround, but. He was struggling at the start of the year in his last two games. Boy, Clay is back, back better than ever.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, just playing Warrior basketball again, you could see that clearly. Going back to the Phoenix game, it was hard to watch. At the end of the Phoenix game, when he was, you know, the game was already settled and he was getting the ball, dribbling down court, letting it fly. Because clearly he's like, I got to make shots. I got to get back to me being me. I got to prove to everybody. I got to prove to me I can make shots. And it was hard to watch. Very hard to watch. Yeah. So then they had the meeting that had to be the biggest elephant in the room. Uh, And then, wow. It Something clicked. And from the Knicks game on, he started not only making shots, but even if he weren't making shots, which he is, just the fact that he played better and took better shots, I think, would have been a, a huge improvement.
3: And I wonder, in terms of the elephants in the room, if Draymond Green, because he was reportedly the one who spoke in this meeting, if he didn't come out first and talk about his elephant in the room, which is... You know, not only the punch of Jordan Poole, but what has gone on since then in terms of, you know, the way he's played because he hasn't been full Draymond. He hasn't been the same passionate, barking, you know, aggressive Draymond. So maybe he came out first and said, guys, you know, before we open this up to, Mm -hmm. you know, talking about how bad Clay's been, let's talk about me. That would be the best way to kind of. You know, break the ice a little bit and i wonder if he if he did that addressing those elephants in the room
2: you guys had ramona shelburne on last week right momo yeah, yeah and she wrote the piece about clay and she said something i heard you guys talking about this she said something like the punch wasn't about the money but it wasn't not about that
3: right what the hell does that mean well, you know exactly what it means. It well, means it either it's about it
2: or it's not, or it's partly about it, but it wasn't about it, but it wasn't not about it. I- it
3: means that was, at that time, one of the elephants in the room, to, to borrow their phrase, because Draymond Green wanted a max. We know that. He said as much in the off season. I don't know if Bob Myers openly laughed, but the response <laughs> from the Warriors was basically crickets, and they basically told Draymond, no, Draymond, you're not... You're not getting a max. And so the next thing that came up was Jordan Poole's getting his big bag. So maybe that at that time was an elephant in the room. And so I know what Ramona was saying. Yeah. Yeah, she's saying it wasn't about the punch. It wasn't Draymond saying, you know, you're not getting a contract. I'm knocking you out. But it wasn't not about that because that might have been one of the elephants in the room.
2: Okay, I uh, I suppose so. Do you know what she's saying now? Well, I just think there's got to. Frankly, I know she's a fine writer and reporter. There's got to be a better way to say that. It's Like, I shouldn't have to sit there and go, huh? I,
3: I think I know what you mean. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think it was I know. pretty clear. I think okay. it's a you probably.
2: Right. It may be. It may be. I'm working I on Momo it. Thought
3: Momo was very with, clear with with, uh, with the way she wrote uh, that down. It's not. It's a. It's
2: not about it. But it's not not about it.
3: Hmm. I think this hard, has to it's be... Hard to say she's not right.
2: <laughs> you <laughs> got to admit that. I do. I would think this has to be frustrating for Coach Kerr. He was on the last dance team with the Bulls where they were able to, and Phil Jackson was able to say, Hey, you know what, guys? We've got a great team. This is probably it this year. They're going to get rid of me. Gonna- Michael won't be here. So this is probably it. So that was a rallying point. And this is the second time that Coach Kerr with the Warriors has said, this may be it. Because he was saying similar things Durant's last year. But the team splintered then. You know, he had to be frustrating for him. Wow. With the last dance team, we all pulled together. Durant is last year here. We, We couldn't do that, though they almost won. And then this year... He's been talking about, you know, this may be it for our core players. And they've still been splintering. So maybe after the team meeting, they brought all that together. But, you know, if you're Coach Kerr, you got to be thinking, we need to pull together here because we don't know how long this is all going to last. So we need to make the most of it. Of course. Why can't we do that as a group? Looks like maybe now they are.
3: Well, I think that they can as an A group. Like the A group, Kavon, Steph, Dre, Clay, Wiggins. I think that they understand it and they are doing it as the... A group but the B group is more like a C group and in many terms it's a D group. You've got Jordan Poole paid in full trying to figure out where he fits with this team. He's not sure about you know, what his role is. Do I start? Do I come off the bench? What am I supposed to do? Who am I supposed to be? And then you've got the other players you know, DiVincenzo and Jermichael Green. New guys trying to figure out this system. And then you've got the young guys. You've got Kaminga Moody and Wiseman and they don't even know if they fit so it's really kind of two different problems to me Whitey because you have the one group who's like okay we're champs we know how to be champs we're revved up we know how to do it we know these early games don't really matter Right? we'll throw the switch when we need to and we'll get this thing going but the rest of the roster is in such upheaval that I I don't think that they know what they're supposed to do
2: here's what surprised me about the elephant in the room thing The fact that I think we first heard that term from Jermichael Green, didn't we? Isn't Jamichael Green who just got here the one who talked about elephants in the room? He was very outspoken, and he's played really well since then. So I guess he was not happy with... His minutes or the role that he had, he assumed he'd have a, a larger role. And Coach Kerr addressed that and said, I haven't done him any favors. But it, again, I'm not being critical. It surprised me that of all the people, Michael Green was one of the ones that came out and said, Yeah, we had some elephants in the room we had to address. And now we addressed him. And now he's playing well. So good for him. Right. And
3: I'm sure the elephants in the room were more than just, Hey, Clay, stop taking so many bad shots. I mean, yeah. that. That's something almost did that my
2: elephant again, but I, I yeah, go well last Yeah, it didn't outside. go well That's last good. time. You got
3: a two for your it's elephant. Bad. It's too much air, not enough noise. You right. You need to get more of the, right. uh, the actual noise. Yeah. And uh, you, your trunk work was decent, which <laughs> kept it from being a one, quite frankly. But uh, there had to be more elephants in the room than just Clay's shot selection. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of it was just the overall feeling of the team. And, you know, Draymond trying to let some of the newer players know how things go around here.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, looks like, for the most part, that's behind them, at least for now. Who knows what would happen if they lost that game. But they won! They got their first road game! And Steph was so happy. That's another thing that's been missing from the Warriors for much of this year, is that joy. And that may seem a little uh, you know Pollyannish, but we know that Steve Kerr in the past has talked about the importance of playing with joy. And the last two nights... Clay has been so happy, right? And it's been such a departure. Last night after they had what, twenty in the first quarter? He was so happy. And Steph last night was so happy that they won. So that those are real positive steps in the right direction. Definitely. Yeah. It's
3: always easier to be happy when you're seeing the ball go through the hoop. Mm-hmm. But certainly the elephants in the room team meeting helped Clay Thompson the most. Whether it was, you know, him and the team just realizing that now is a time for him to, to start anew and to take better shots and to to still look to score, but take better shots, still be as productive and whatever that meeting did for the whole team, we don't yet know, but we know what it did for Clay Thompson. It kind of recentered him and allowed him to get back to being the clay than he needed to be.
2: What does this team need right now? Getting ready for this week and they're what, they're just a game under five hundred now, got the road win, got clippers coming up, right? You got New Orleans tonight, you got clippers, got the jazz. You look at this team, what does this team need?
3: They need to continue to improve defensively. Mm, I think you're right. Because right now, they're no, longer, right. they're no longer the worst defense in the association. I think they're third to worst now, or fourth to worst, in terms of points per game allowed. So, that's a start. Yes. Now, we know that this defense needs to be top 10, maybe even top 5, if they want to be a championship-caliber team. You look back at last year, and Boston and Golden State were both in the top 4 in all the defensive metrics and that ultimately when you get into april is the kind of team you need to be you're not going to be able to hang 125 on everyone and be able to make it through two months of nba playoffs so for me right now keep getting the defense to improve that's job number one
2: yeah i know some people have asked the question hmm mike brown's not there anymore is that why they're not as good defensively and I don't think so. Mike Brown's in Sacramento and they're playing really well now, but their defense is still not very good. And he was a really good he's a really good coach. He was a good coach here, but he inherited a really good defensive system. So I don't think that's part of the issue. I don't think Mike Brown left and all of a sudden like,
3: We don't know what to do anymore on defense. I don't think so. I mean, if that's the case, then uh, these players have learned nothing yeah. over the years. Because yeah. Mike, Mike Brown... It's a fair question, but I'm not buying that. It's a question. I don't even know if it's a good question. It's no crown of superiority, certainly. It might be a fair <laughs> question. But, I mean, Steve Kerr and his coaching staff has been great over the years. And they've been a deep coaching staff. And you've lost other coaches Before, you know, Silas went to Houston and Gentry and Walton. Exactly. Yeah. So you've lost coaches before, and yet you've still been successful. So you're telling me that Mike Brown leaving as defensive coordinator has made it so now that you don't know how to play defense? That to me is a little bit laughable.
2: It's fun to watch, isn't it, when the Splash Brothers are on. And I guess, I guess it's Wiggins last night, an honorary Splash Brother. I know we all struggled last year. Some of us struggled with Jordan Poole, the Poole and the Splash Brother. I don't know. Right now, Poole is not Splash Brother worthy, but maybe Wiggins is. Uh, and it's nice to see the Warriors playing like that. That's such a fun way to watch.
3: It's really fun to watch, yeah. and especially Stephen Clay. And there will never be a third Splash Brother. Thank you. There's, there's no like Jordan Poole, pool party. Great. Hey. And he can splash in his own pool. <laughs> That's great. Andrew Wiggins, we don't need to come up with a wet sort of nickname wet for Andrew. Yeah, Wet yeah. Wiggins. We don't need to throw him in there as well. There are two Splash Brothers, and when they have a third player contribute, well, this team's tough to beat, and yet you look at it, and I, I hate to, to highlight anything negative you, as it pertains why, why, why? to... Why? You had to dig deep to beat Houston. You had an historic performance from three players from three-point line, and yet you had to dig deep to beat the Rockets, and the Rockets, they stink.
2: Yeah. Well, They got some good young talent dibs.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they. that first road win, you know, it's always a
2: tough win. Yeah, Always a and tough and you never
3: one. want to look uh, look past any victory in any league. I'm never a fan of like feeling guilty or feeling bad about a win. You take a win and you bask in it. You mm. can look at things that you need to do better going forward, but I would never discount any win, never.
2: So as far <laughs> as tonight's game, the 49ers and the Cardinals... Uh, We mentioned earlier, there are a lot of fans that think the 49ers should be scoring more points and they need to do better uh, in the red zone. That's all true. But you don't care. You said this in the changeover. You don't care if it's 11 to 10 tonight. 11 to 10,
3: yeah. Give me 11 to 10.
2: Give me an 11 to 10 win. So, So are we talking what... Uh, three field goals and a safety or a touchdown. I'm thinking at, a four two point? safeties
3: and a field goal would be about right. <laughs> That'd be that's one way to okay, get. Yeah, the easiest way to 11 is yeah. a field goal and a touchdown, and a two point conversion. But y- you never know. I'm actually looking for more points tonight. Mexico City Estadio Azteca uh, and a high high scoring affair for the Niners. I don't know if Arizona gets more than 20. 3120 was my earlier prediction. I'm sticking with it.
2: Mm hmm. 3413. And um, you're going to get a little extra length uh, from the kickers. Yeah, potentially. With and the then, altitude. Yes, with the altitude. And a yeah. little
3: bit more length in the uh, trip to the locker room, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, and I think that it's the, uh, the road team. That has to go uh, out the stadium and up the hill. Seriously? It's a long, yeah, longer that. halftime than normal because one of the locker rooms is really up far away. Hill? Yeah, I think if there's a bus involved, oh. you got to get on a bus to get to the locker room. Are you serious? I didn't know that. No yeah. transfer. Just one. Yeah. You know, a couple stops on the bus and then you get to the locker room.
2: Man, I wonder if they could fit everybody on one bus. That's Probably a-
3: not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd be pretty crammed. You'd hate to have guys standing yeah, up. You know, with there's the traffic. On. Yeah. Yeah, where's the team? They're stuck in
2: traffic. They can't get Brutal her. Brutal coming ship. back from halftime, yeah. All
3: right. 15-yard penalty. Yeah. Uh,
2: easy win for the 49ers tonight,
3: right? Should be. Right? I mean, and this is one of those games where and y- you talk about, whatever, it's not a must-win. It's not anything in those terms, but it is fairly pivotal in terms of, if you win, you're the three seed, okay, and, yeah. and you're rolling. If you happen to lose this game, well now all of a sudden Arizona's got, you know, some life back in their and their wings and Seattle takes a look and they whew Cliff Keep dodged a, a bullet. Fraud. He is. Yeah. I think they're eight and seventeen uh since they started undefeated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that uh, this may be the end of the Kingsbury
2: era, and you've got Kyler yelling at him on the sidelines, and we had everything in the off season. That's just all in Kingsbury, but the way the organization handled the signing of uh, Kyler Murray that hasn't worked, and it looked like it was going to work. And last year was, as you say, the shining example seven zero start, but that ain't working. And that's that's one reason why it's got to be so frustrating for Kyle Shanahan to keep losing to that guy and those guys.
3: Right, and this is a big game for Kingsbury and for Arizona because if yeah. you win, you're 5-6, and six and you're you're back in it, without and a Daniel doubt. DeAndre
2: Hopkins is playing tonight, right?
3: Yeah, and Niners would lose. They'd go to 5-5, five and five and they're in a spot where Arizona now holds the tiebreaker over the 49ers, so this game is pivotal for the Niners in terms of Can you win the division? Because if you win, you're tied with Seattle. You hold the tiebreaker over Seattle. You now lead the division with seven games left to go. And for the most part, you kind of control your own destiny at that point. Do you have any
2: reason why, uh, any explanation as to why Seattle's playing as well as they're playing? Because I'd be honest, I'm having a hard time figuring it out.
3: I think that it's as easy as, you know, the quarterback has been rejuvenated. gino has been playing great. And they have a good defense. They do. They they finally are able to run the football. They're playing Pete Carroll football, aren't they? I got to tell you, we got some young guys. You got to get some gum chewing in there. Yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you. Yeah. But, I mean, they've been great. Seattle, for the most part, even though, uh, you know, I think that they're starting to come back down to earth. Teams are starting to figure them out a little bit, and the Niners certainly hammered them. and. Seattle hasn't had a great game against a great defense yet. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is going to be the hallmark for them the rest of the way. Yeah, I think if you're the 49ers, and obviously
2: they're focused game to game, but if you look at the big picture in the NFC, I don't think anybody scares you. I You look at the Eagles, and I know they barely beat the Colts, but the Eagles, their first loss to Washington, how did Washington beat them by running the ball down their throats? So if you're the 49ers, you're like, I think we can do that. And I know the Eagles weren't at full strength up front that game, but you look at that, uh, the Vikings... For as great a start as they're off to, as we've mentioned, they now they got destroyed yesterday. They got their spleens removed and they they've given up more points than they've scored. Dallas is uh, coming on, but I you know they're I don't think they're especially well coached, and I think we see that in the biggest moments. So if you're the 49ers right now, keeping your head down week to week, but right now your chances
3: of being the top team in the NFC are pretty good. They're pretty good, but you are really not looking at a spot where you are going to have home field throughout, and so that's something that you need to to be, be able I proved that about. last year in Green Bay, didn't I? Don't need it. It'd be nice to, have, but I don't need it. Right? That was kind of an odd victory over Green Bay. I mean, y- you got a big play on special teams that that carried you to the victory, yep. but that thing was in the balance, and then you, you you were unable to to go to SoFi and beat the Rams. Obviously, you'd want to have home field throughout, but right now, if you had to go through Philly. That would be the toughest spot, mm-hmm. I think, of all the the road destinations. Can we
2: agree on this? You mentioned the Rams. I don't think you need to worry about the Rams this year.
3: No, they <sighs> could be uh, just about all over.
2: Yeah. If you were OBJ, and I know you're not, because I think you're Joe Lacob, right? We established that. But if you're OBJ, where are you going? He's Probably supposed to, Dallas. Really? Yeah. I think so. It's out of them and the Giants? And I don't think he's going back to the Giants.
3: Back to the Giants yeah. would be... I mean, do you want to go back to the Giants and... Uh, they came look, down to earth
2: a little bit yesterday,
3: too. They did, but yeah. if you looked at quarterbacks, you'd rather play for Dak than Daniel Jones? Yeah,
2: I think so. Yeah, just a chance to be the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe help them get back to Super Bowl. But I don't think that's happening either. Nice win for them, no question about it. What's up next on the game? It's brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full-service banking, no compromises. Tell you the best thing about the Warriors, back-to-back wins. That is coming up next, sponsored by Solo. This is Willard and Dibbs. Whitey in for Willard on 95.7 The Game
4: what's up birds joe shaskett from the morning Rose. well you can listen to us every single morning six to nine a.m check us out on youtube while you're at it now back to willard and dibs what are you doing
2: thanks joe in for Mark Willard, Kevin Michael, Whitey and By the way, Football Fridays are sponsored by, we were talking about this earlier, Dibs, the Jim Ursay Collection at the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium right. on December 10th. For free tickets, visit Jim Yeah, you can see all his guitars and memorabilia. And I think there's a concert. I think one of the women who is in Hart is singing at the concert. It's unbelievable. Is that Ann Wilson? It's either Anne or Nancy, and I apologize. I'm not sure which one. I took a guess. Couldn't yeah. remember Nancy. Some of them. Man. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say I think you might be right. Yes. Nice. So anyway, uh, the Jim Hursay collection. He's got all his stuff. That's great, right? What am I going to do on all this stuff? It cost me a lot of money. I will take it around and show it to people, and they can enjoy it too.
3: Yeah, that's fun. I mean, uh-huh. if, if you've got that stuff, if you're a billionaire and you've got time and you've got Jeff Saturday running things back home, I mean, <laughs> you know, everything's under
2: control there. Totally. Yeah. Uh, on the text line here, Xfinity Mobile text line, 888-957-9570 from the 925, talk about the 49ers. Come on now. They lost to Chicago and Denver and Atlanta. Niners
3: still haven't beat a good team yet, Dibs. Oh, well, the Chargers are a good team. I would argue, and Chargers, in uh, in a real good battle last night against Kansas City, came up just short. They but did. I think that is a quality win, and everyone wants to uh, look at the Atlanta loss as a bad loss. I think Atlanta's better than, than people say, but if you look across the NFL this year, how many really good teams are there? Kansas City is a good team. Miami, they'll have a chance to play, play Miami. Uh, the Eagles are good. Other mm-hmm. than that, I mean... There's some pretty good teams. Like, I like Tennessee. I like the way Tennessee played on Thursday night. I think that they should be a good team. Minnesota is pretty good. If I say, hey, Seattle's been good
2: this year and the 49ers beat them, would that count? Are we still...
3: "Mm." We're still out on Seattle, I think. Much like we're out on the New York football giants in terms of, like, are you really a good team? If you looked at the four teams right now who are going to be left standing come conference championship weekend... You'd probably say the Chiefs would be there and the Eagles. Yeah. And then, I mean, the rest of it's kind of up for grabs, right? You know, Tennessee's really good. I think Tennessee's really good. Yeah, and the way they play, mm-hmm. it it travels. It's yes, good at home. Exactly. It's
2: good on the methodical, road. Methodical, not flashy, but especially well in this very volatile, and physical. It, yeah, too. in this especially volatile NFL, where teams are up, they're down. That really methodical style maybe makes even more sense than than usual. And like I think that's that's the, the way the face. Niners are
3: kind of trying to play. You know, with I a good agree. defense and yes. a good ground game, uh-huh. and, and a quarterback who's not flashy but tries to avoid mistakes. I, I think Tennessee. Can be a tough out, uh, certainly for some of these finesse teams. Although yes. we saw them take on Kansas City, what was that, two years ago? And uh, they got that early lead, and then the Chiefs just blitzkrieg them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I don't think Tennessee's built to win it all, but they could be a tough out for many teams in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, yeah. So 49ers tonight and the Arizona Cardinals, an opportunity for the 49ers to slide back into first place. And as far as that Atlanta game, yeah, they lost to Atlanta, but to your point, Dibs, Atlanta's better than we thought they were going to be, and that was a game, and it's not an excuse. If the players make it, it's an excuse, but for us to look at it and go, wow, the 49ers were really, they had a lot of injured players in that game. That's not an excuse. It's an explanation for why they played so badly.
3: Yes, and it's also was a, a bad spot, I think, in terms of second game on a road trip. All those injured players, Atlanta had a chance to kind of load up and take down San Francisco, and also the way... They went about it against a somewhat dilapidated, dilapidated Niners defense. They just ran it down their throat. They were more physical than the 49ers. They took it to them. Is that how you're going to approach
2: Jock today? You're going to be more physical than your opponents? You're no, try to ram I'm it down No, I'm going to take throat?
3: more of a Patrick Mahomes approach and just let JD and Steenie kind of uh, showcase their offensive skills and uh-huh. I'll just wait for the 2-minute drill <laughs> and then try to come <laughs> soaring back to get the win. Are
2: you that good that you can play that way and still win?
3: I've I've won in many different ways. Uh-huh. I've gotten the lead and gone four corners, I've uh-huh. come from behind, I've uh, scooped and scored late in Jock Pretty games. There's a variety of ways this is in silly, which I can win.
2: Pardon me, this is a silly question, but have you ever like tried not to win and still found that you're winning anyway? Uh is, is this thing have on?
5: <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah. Why do I have? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? I I may or may not have attempted to take a dive in the past, and then still found my way into a victory. Yeah. So what about the rumors that you and Bonte way
2: off! You and Bonte head to head Wednesday morning.
3: Yeah. Sure. I'm looking forward to it. Really. In 2028. <laughs> I like a Thursday thirsty Bonte. I. Okay. A hungry Bonte hunts best, so yeah. we're going to keep Bonte hungry. Unless the people, you know, triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Unless the people really huh. want to, you know, oh, because you're a man of the people. At, I always have been white. I know that. Unless I, people want to advocate and cogitate and yeah. really, if you're passionate to see it, then maybe I'll capitulate. Wow. But right now I'm the chance kind of guy. He's you are. after me. Yeah. I'm not after him. I uh-huh. mean, Bonte Schmante. Quite frankly. Wow. I mean. Really? Jock pretty follows me. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. When I'm on with you, <laughs> Jock pretty follows me. It doesn't follow Bonte. Huh. So if Bonte okay. wants a piece, yeah. why don't you come to 1145? Uh-oh. Why don't you come on my turf? Yeah. On my territory? All right. Fingers my. crossed. I
2: would love to see it. Fingers crossed. We have uh, an update on who's available for the Warriors tonight. Uh, We have Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green. Oh, they're all in. Will not be participating this evening in the Warriors contest against the Pelicans at the Smoothie King Center. Uh, Andrew Wiggins and Kevon Looney are questionable. We're just announcing. So tonight, the Dubs and the Pels, Curry, Thompson, Draymond are all out. Wiggins and Looney are questionable. We're just announced. So that means it's, uh, you know, Kuminga time.
3: So this is the second game, the second and final game in New Orleans. And neither of these games will feature Steph Curry. That's correct. I That's mean,
2: correct. And it's just um, unfortunate for yeah. the fans that will want to see that, that both times the Warriors have been there, it's been on the second night of a back-to-back.
3: So if I'm little Timmy in New Orleans, I'm making my hand-drawn sign, and I'm showing up outside the stadium with yeah. tear-stained cheeks, where is Steph? Hey, I little scripted, Timmy! I scrimped and saved. Yeah, I know. To see Timmy. Steph Curry,
2: I thought you'd have maybe a little accent. And little all Timmy. I got
3: was Anthony Lamb. <laughs>
2: yeah, little Timmy, your dad's a dumbass. Whoever bought you the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he needs to check the schedule. Like Steve Kerr said, you just got a caveat empty door. I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. It's the
3: NBA. No, I'm I'm with you, but we've seen in the past no, I where I know. You know, we pulled the heartstrings, and it's like. You know, my whole life has, has hinged on being able to see Steph Curry at the Smoothie King Center. You know,
2: it's not just kids. There are some adults who are big fans who would be very disappointed. We always focus on the kids, but the kids really, yeah. The hell they, with the kids? They, they may uh, react um, the most strongly initially, but then they get over it, right? It's like, yeah, but for other, you know, adults are big fans, like it's kind of a lingering, ah. Oh. Gosh, I was hoping to see stuff. But
3: that's the way it is. That's the NBA that's today. That's the way it is, and that's just the, the nature of the schedule. And, yeah. you know, if the NBA really wanted to avoid these situations, they would not schedule back-to-back games. Thank you. And But they don't care. Mm-hmm. They're trying to cram as many games as they can into the calendar that works for them, which is October to June. That's their window. And so that's what they do. The Warriors have, what, 14 or 15 Back to backs this year. Everybody does, right? As some, some, somewhere in that range. And Clay's yeah. not going to play any of them. Mm-hmm. So Steph might play a few of them, but by and large, in these sort of spots. You're not going to see the best players. The league's okay with it because they're still going to have more than 15,000 at Smoothie King tonight.
2: You know what I'd like to see? What we saw last year in Detroit and last year in San Antonio and last year, that is last season, in Miami where Steph Draymond didn't play. And the Warriors won anyway. I don't know if they have the wherewithal to pull that off, but that would be nice. The best thing about the last two games is that the Warriors have played Warrior basketball offensively again. Much more balanced attack. And last night with three guys with the most combined three-pointers for any three in NBA history. A great sign. Warriors playing now that Clay is sharing the ball again, playing balanced Warrior basketball. Fun to watch
3: and tough to guard. Yeah, but tonight uh, you won't see it. Don't miss Jonathan Kaminga in (laughs) bonus minutes. And Can you get Wiseman back from Santa Cruz for just one night? Because this would be a great Wiseman gets run evening. I know he can't.
2: Yeah, but the last time they were in New Orleans, he played in that game.
3: Yeah, that's a good point.
2: Yeah. Jeez. What's up next on the game is brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. Jockperty is coming up. Dibley. Steinmetz. And John Dickens took the to Remember who's playing today. That is next. And it's b- brought to you by Pfizer. Jockerty next. Willard and Dibbs. Whitey in for Willard. 95.7 The Game.
3: Back to Willard and Dibbs on 95.7 The Game.
5: our studios. He's never met a D3 game from the 80s that he doesn't like. It's Matt Steinmetz. Thank you very much. And our next contestant, some call him the Lewis and Clark of 95-7 because of all the traveling he does, John Dickinson. It was a gather step. (laughs) (laughs) And a returning champion, catch him at Mad Dog in the Fog tomorrow in the Upper Haight. For Poland versus Mexico, seven a.m. and drink some estrellas. It's Dan Dibley. Thank you, thank you very much. And now, your host for Jockerty. He's never played travel ball. It's Whitey Gleason. Uh, Thank you, Kyle. Welcome once
2: again to Jockerty. Welcome to the Turkey Trot. Classic a three day event, which may or may not actually involve the morning show as well. Here by uh, the end of the three days, we have boy, Steiny, welcome back to Jockerty. Thank you. We have, of course, the Jockerty round with um, three categories one, two, three dollar values, one dibbly double in there, the double dibbly round, two, four, and six dollar values with two dibbly doubles in there, followed by final Jockerty. Remember, as you guys know. Uh, to shout your name, to buzz in. Uh, remember to phrase your responses in the form of a question. JD, good to have you back with us today. JD, an Hello. underrated jockery player, yes. And yes.
3: JD, surprisingly left handed. I never knew that. I've known well, you all, years. All these years.
2: Yeah. 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 Well, they're oh, Lefty. Southpaw. There's an upset. Eh? Players will try their luck with these categories in the jockery round. Both sides made great points. What are you doing with a D-O in quotation marks? What are you doing? So each correct response will start with a D-O word and Ray Area. So, Jock pretty round. both sides made great point. What are you doing? And D-O in quotation marks and Ray Area. I'll tell you what, Steiny. since you haven't played in a long, long time, let's start with you choose a category good luck to everybody let's play Jeopardy. let's
1: do a little uh judy collins i've looked at life from both sides <laughs> nah. both sides for one please <laughs> that works
2: that works both sides made great points for one your clue in november of 66 washington beat this big apple team 72 to 41 in the highest scoring nfl game ever dibs yes dibs who are the giants giants is right Dan Dibley. you've got one dollar and you've got the board i've looked at uh
3: love <laughs> at both sides now please for two. already.
1: <laughs> oh, oh so let's go this guy is unbelievable let's go that. uh, that's it's the like double metal this detectors round. on the beach yeah uh you have one dollar how much do you wish to wager
3: here uh let's go two dollars whitey
2: all right your clue in 1983 Detroit beat Denver 186-184 in a game that went this many overtime periods what is four I'm sorry that's going to cost you Takes you to negative one. It's three. It was a triple overtime ah, yeah. game. Triple overtime. That's okay. Uh, no harm, no foul. A little bit of harm, but not too much. Still, you're bored. Both sides made great points for three. Do complete the category. In May of 79, the Phils beat the Cubs 23 22 behind two homers from this Hall of Famer.
1: Anybody? Anybody? Boop, boop, boop. He hit four homers. Who is Mike Schmidt? He hit four homers that game. Who is Mike Schmidt? He hit four homers that game. It was like 23-22, right? Our fact
5: them? checkers
2: are on it. Yeah, fact checkers are on it. Well, uh, I he guess he s- still hit two. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly <laughs> did. He four without hitting two. Uh, that completes that category. Uh, dibs, to your board. Dibs, negative one. JD, nothing. Steiny, nothing. What are you doing for one? This MLB team has won their division nine times in ten years. Steiny, yes, Steiny. Who are the Dodgers? D-O, D-O-D-G-R-S. Yes, Dodgers. One dollar for you, Stiney. The lead and the board. Uh, doing for two, please. This Tony is the tenth leading rusher of all time. Steiny, yes, Steiny. Who is Tony Dorsett? Dorsett is right. Like it's Steiny with three dollars. Let's now. finish
1: the category. Doing for three. Doing please? For three.
2: He's the Eagles' all-time leader in passing yards, attempts, completions, and passing touchdowns. Who is Donovan McNabb? Oh, Steiney. Oh. Who is Donovan McNabb? Yeah. All right. Uh, that completes that category. Uh JD. Excuse me. I gave Steiny your points in wrong category there. Uh so it's three for Steiney. Dibs negative one. Steiny not yet uh, JD not yet on the board. Uh we have Ray Area remaining. What do you want to do? For one, two, and three. For one, Whitey. Ray area for one. This Raider great just kicked the bucket, and the bucket went 47 yards with a hang time of six seconds. J.D. Yeah, dibs. Who is Ray Guy? Ray Ray. Guy is right. You're back to zero. Ray Area for two, please. Steph Curry broke his record for career three-pointers. J.D. Uh, J.D. Who is Ray Allen? Ray Allen is right. J.D. with two. All right. Just behind Finish it up. Ray Area for three to complete the round. Last season, this forty nine er led the NFL in punt return yards as a stealer. JD, yes, JD,
4: who is Ray Ray McLeod? Uh, Ray Ray McLeod is right. Was that legal? It was a was little bit t- in there. Okay, good. In there. Well done. I know they it's get it's tight, little, it's tight. They get it was yeah.
3: Stoney, where I was in, yeah. so I think you know, right. Those are the times where you can allow a little bit of leniency. I was going to, I just I don't want to ruffle any. Phones. No, I appreciate yeah. it. No feathers ruffled here. Yeah, well done, JD. You have
2: five. You have the lead get now, with three. And di- <laughs> oh, I'm sorry is this thing on? <laughs> Thank you Dibs is at zero as we head to the Dibbly double round We have two Dibbly doubles out there mm. Two four and six dollar values uh, And here are
3: the categories Just real quick yeah. uh, Mike Schmidt two homers that day
2: What was the score
1: of that game? 23,
3: 23 to 22, 22. I'm looking at John Scheib's article He only homered twice Dave Kingman homered thrice So you're hey, welcome. legend.
2: Uh,
1: Stand down That's
3: wrong. (laughs) 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 What? Yeah.
2: Moving on. Here are the categories in the Dibbly Double Round. I think I'm catching something lining up for shots. And quarantine sensations. That's T E T E E N and that's the operative word. So I think I'm catching something lining up for shots and quarantine sensations. Two four, six dollar values. Two Dibbly doubles out there. Dibs you trail, so you get to go first in the Dibbly Double Round. Uh,
3: I think I'm catching something
2: for two. He caught a record one hundred and forty nine passes in twenty nineteen for the
1: Saints. Steiny. Yes, Steiny. Who is Thomas? Michael Thomas is right. Stiney, that gives you five. You're tied for the league. I'm catching something for four, please. Mm. First double <laughs> of this round.
2: How much do you wish your wager? You have five GDS, five dibs. <laughs> is that
1: zero?
5: <laughs> Three, please. <laughs> 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 we don't
1: do that anymore. Oh, we do it a you lot. You haven't played in months. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Here's your clue. Good luck. <laughs> With ninety receptions in nineteen ninety eight, this OJ was the last player to lead the league in catches for a season with fewer than a
1: hundred. Who is Oscar Jones? No, it was I oh, uh, Sorry, OJ no. McDuffie. I wouldn't have gotten that. OJ you, McDuffie. You should have said a Penn State
2: guy. Dolphin, great, yeah. Uh, takes you <laughs> back down to two. That's all right. You're still in great shape, and
1: it's still your board. Uh, catching something for six, Whitey.
2: Here's your clue. Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens, and this player are the three former 49ers ranking in the top 10 in career catches.
4: J.D. Yes, J.D. Who is Randy Moss? <laughs> Dibbs.
2: Uh, yes, Dibbs. That was incorrect.
4: Dibbs. Who is Isaac Bruce? Sorry.
2: <laughs> That's incorrect. Huh. Huh. Was Anquan Bolden. Oh, good one. Who is Anquan hey, Bolden? He was good, man. Yeah. So that really wreaked havoc with our scoreboard. Top 10 and catches, yeah. you said? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Career that, catches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so JD. I'm going to confirm that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: Isaac Bruce was like
2: 14th. Okay. Yeah. Uh, JD minus one, Dibs minus six, and Steiny leads with two. So I believe we're still
1: <sighs> your board, Stein. Randy Moss, 15th. Let's go to. Uh, lining up for shots for two, please. Your clue? He says he needs to work on his
2: flopping, but he still shot more free throws than any other active player.
1: Dibs. Yes, Dibs. Who's James Harden? i uh, correct. Stiney. Yes, Stiney. Who's LeBron James? LeBron James is right. Stiney. You've got four now. Uh, lining up for shots for four, please. In April of 1990,
2: this team made 61 free throws in an OT win over Utah, including 23 from Kevin Johnson.
4: J.D. Yeah, J.D. Who are the Sons? Sons
2: is right, and you've got three. So Stiny four, JD three. Dibs is a negative eight in your board, JD. Uh, let's go lining up for shots for six.
3: Oh
5: boy!
2: We currently trail JD four to three. Uh, by the way, you're listening to 95.7 the game. You really are. I KG, knew you were gonna do that. MZ used <laughs> San Francisco and Odyssey Station. This is Jock Brady. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he doesn't forget anything. No, he doesn't. He's the real elephant in the room. Steiny, for those of you who aren't yeah. familiar, Steiny famously read the legal like that. You're listening to 95.7 yeah. The Game. You really are. As he looked for
4: it, which yeah. we've all done. It's so great. Yes, yeah,
2: Steiny
3: 4, JD 3, <laughs> dibs minus 8, and
4: yeah, how much do you wish to wager? What is JD? the max that I can wager in this instance the max only had 3 would six six yeah, yeah because okay. that's the value on the board i'll go 6 no
2: chickens six here ooh boy all right all right within 3 it's the nba record for consecutive free throws made set by michael williams of minnesota from march of 93 through november of the next season
4: man uh I'll say 95. What is 95? What is 95? 95.
2: He got it in. The answer is 97 oh. within three, 94 to 100. You got correct. it! You got it. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. I didn't yeah. hear that. Yeah. Disclaimer. <laughs> That's what he said to start.
2: Within yeah, three, within, within three. three. Look at JD.
3: Yeah, ninety-seven yeah, is wow. a correct answer. So well done, Jim Curls. famously, hit one hundred and thirty-seven straight at the uh, Jerry Lewis Telethon. <laughs> so you just shut your yap. These are facts, Tiny. Are sorry. they as factual as your erroneous Mike Schmidt take? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, JD, you're bored. Um.
2: Quarantine sensation remains scoreboard. JD, well done, JD. That was clutch there and that was it. gutsy. Nine was both- four. Dibs, negative eight. Uh, quarantine sensation for two. In 1997, this 16-year-old Swiss miss won the Australian Open to become the youngest major champ in tennis history. Dibs. Yeah, Dibs. Who is Martina Hingis? That's right, Dibs. You're at negative six now.
3: Uh, let's, let's go uh, four quarantine and six
2: sensations for six. For six. In 1958, this 17-year-old became the youngest to score a goal at the World Cup. Dibs. Uh, did he get that in? Dibs. Uh, who is Pele? That's correct. <laughs> Takes you to zero, and we complete the round with quarantine sensations for four. As a 19-year-old in 1984, this Met struck out 276 batters. Steiny, Stiney. Stiney. Who's Dwight Gooden? My goodness, right, Steiny, and that's big. So we complete the double jockpready round. Yeah, me Here I. are your scores as we head to final jockpready. We got JD
3: with nine, Steiny with eight, and Dibs zero. I needed that one, which yeah. is why I guessed on six because I needed to run the table in that category. <laughs> right, it was well played. Yeah, come back. I appreciate you allowing me in late on
2: the pele. Yeah, the judges said you were in there, yeah. so. Um, just beat decide it. what your wagers I are gonna didn't be like it. based on this category, guys, dunks giving. dunks giving is your category. dunks giving and and are you gonna play? it's. Yeah, of course, to okay, course. good, good. All right. decide what your wager is gonna be. Don't tell us on our system here. let us know when you've made your decisions. Yes, yeah. I
5: have. Yeah.
2: Uh, JD leading with nine. JD on the second
5: piece of paper. <laughs> I think He's we need done. to, just for this, this I think sling. we all need to minimize our YouTube slash Twitches in case anybody sends in the answer while everybody's thinking. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. That's
1: good call. I don't right have anything down. in front of me. Yeah. It's yeah. good call. I down don't down. have
3: a strong opinion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I like when Whitey shows uh, something you might not know about dibs. Yeah, yeah. I kind of yeah. like so, that. From the open. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right. Is so everybody ready for you, your clue? We're club? all
2: ready. You're ready, Steiny? Mm-hmm. Ready, J.D.? You know, I'll, yeah, I'll right.
3: do my guru. You know my bet. <laughs> everything? Yeah, everything. everything, everything. Exactly. Thank Here's you. your clue.
2: Since 1996, when it became an official NBA stat, these two players, both of whom began their careers with the same franchise, ranked first and second all-time in most career dunks. Good luck. Since 1996, when it became an official NBA stat, these two players, both of whom began their careers with the same franchise, ranked first and second all-time in most career Dunks. It has been quite a match. John Dickinson with a very gutsy, dibbly-double wager. He's got the lead at nine, Stiney with eight. Dibs nearly got back into the uh, money round, came up just short. Since 1996, when it became an official NBA stat, these two players, both of whom began their careers with the same franchise, ranked first and second all-time in most career dunks. Dibs, we start with you. Uh, Who are Shaq and Dwight Howard? (laughs) That's correct. Your wager. Not a damn thing. All right. Well done. Over to Matt Steinmetz. He's shaking his head. Doesn't look happy.
1: Steinie? Who are Jordan and Pippen? Jordan and Pippen. What was your wager, Steiny? It was all of it. (laughs) John Dickinson. What do you got? Uh, I have. Who
4: are Dwight Howard and Shaquille O'Neal? What was your wager? Eight. Congratulations! $17. What a win!
2: John Dickinson. Wow, good match. Everybody, congratulations, JD. All right.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I didn't I didn't like that question. Could you read it one more yeah. time? It's very no. confusing to no. me. No. He got it right. And he got it right. Now,
3: you can read it again it took, it took the second read-through yeah. for me because they didn't start at the same time. Right. right. But since 1996, when the stat became official, these, these two, two players who two players, sure. started. Both of whom okay. began their Go
2: careers ahead, with man. the same franchise. Ahead, yeah. right. Ranked first and second yeah. all time so, in most. So Shaq
4: didn't even need the 93 to ninety-six or ninety-two to ninety-six to still be—that's correct. One or two. Right, right. But that threw me. Right. Was that Shaq started in ninety-two? It
3: actually brought it home for me when I thought about it because Dwight Howard, such a unidimensional dunker, he's a—he
1: so, stinks. So did he come? Like he came to mind, Dwight Howard. He yeah, came, to, and mind he came first, to mind first. And I then, Could not and think and of then, somebody to come to mind. So I, I first thought
3: Dominique Wilkins, but that's like ninety-six—that's right. too late. And then I thought who dunks a lot Dwight Howard that's all he does right. and then who else Shaq yeah. they both started with Orlando well it's gotta be well Those done two, well, yeah. not well done I took the bronze it was very well done though yeah. you actually uh, you well what happens there for the silver yeah he gets yep. the silver because he actually was allowed to participate oh, okay yeah. I was on the <laughs> sidelines.
1: On the yeah, text exactly line, right. cheer up, Steiny. looks like he just lost his dog. You going to be okay? We're worried I about just you. can't win a game here. I just cannot <laughs> win a Jock Brady game. Are we playing Tuesday, tomorrow and Wednesday?
2: I, it's up to
1: you. Yeah, I would love to. No, for All sure. Right. Yeah. I would love to tomorrow, get a win. I, yes. Tomorrow will
3: be an inebriation sensation though for your boy. so uh, don't so, expect much out of me. Hey, maybe.
1: I'm dead serious, so... The boss is kind of giving you the okay to be a little loose. He's giving me the yellow light.
3: Not quite the green (laughs) light. Basically, because I I got a live appearance tomorrow, 7 a.m., one of the rare pre-show. Nice. Not only is it a live appearance, but it's at a bar. Mexico takes on (laughs) Poland, and I know we're all locked in on the World Cup now. Mexico, Poland, 7 a.m., Mad Dog in the Fog, 1568 Hate Street. And it's sponsored by a beer sponsor, Estrella. So how can I go to an appearance and not drink beer? To me, that would be... I would be bereft of duty if I didn't show
4: up at least half in the bag. I would agree. I agree. And as somebody that recently has done a Warriors pregame show at Harmonic Brewing out in Thrive City, they they offered me a a colch, and of course I had to accept. What are you going to do? You don't want to be rude. I I did, Yeah. yeah. So...